Blog Talk Radio. Get some energy going here. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Better? No. Keep that up. Keep it up. Hey, you know, I'm just, yeah, you know, all right. <laughs> hey, it's, it's the, uh, uh, it's, uh, Wednesday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sure I, you know, I questioned that one today. I was like, wait, what day is it? It's Thursday. No, no, no. No, it's Friday. No, it's Wednesday. <laughs> It, 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 you know, um, what can you say? Sometimes, you know, what what I say is is what I say. So, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so like, uh, so Amanda, um, uh, um, yeah. Uh, watch out, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what is up is uh, the. Well, I was going to say the sun, but now it's actually gone down, so I can't really say right now. Oh, oh has it? <laughs> Is it is it seven o'clock there? I'm getting the time straight here. I think we're advertising eight o'clock based on the old time, but it's actually seven o'clock there now. I have seven o'clock and all the new updates. And so let us know when your time changes so we can make the appropriate change again, because I know our daylight savings time here is uh, significantly uh, prior to when it occurs in your portion of the world. Speaking of portion of the world, Amanda Love is in our UK office, our studios, her studios are where we produce the show from the UK. I am in right outside of Hollywood, California, uh, doing the show from here. Amanda and I, uh, again, as many of you know, we've never met. We, the show was put together almost a year ago. Uh, Amanda joined our show in July. Uh, none of us, even the person who joined, put us together. We never, none of us met, and I don't even know what the hell we're doing here. That being said, to you. <laughs> Well, we must be doing that right. I mean, we seem to get on all right, don't we? Well, I think, don't we, I, I, you, don't we? you know, you're, you're not my internet wife for nothing. Know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that that brings me great relief, sweetheart. Because for a moment there, I thought I was, you know, ditched. <laughs> <laughs> I can wipe the uh, sweat from my brow and put a smile on my face. Oh, uh, you know? No, you, yeah. there's no way there's no way we'd be able to do that because... Uh, because what I say uh, is what I say. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I miss that dude. I miss that dude. Don't, don't we? I remember when the election, when the... We were all so excited, jumping up and down, that the, the rightful, the, the just and rightful thing was done, and America is not as as stupid as we thought as a population. Um, that he <laughs> Trump was was fired, and we were so excited. But then at the same conversation, we said, 
what are we going to do on the show now? What are we? What are we? What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. But we've we've been managing though. It's been we've been it's been still a whole lot of fun. I know. It's been a lot a lot of news going on. A lot of things to talk about. It's almost as and if life without Trump, you know, life still goes on. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is life without Trump. Yeah. That sounds like that. That could be a book. Yeah, it could. Although could I wouldn't wish any ill health on him. I just want to put that out there, people. I'm not wishing any ill health on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, disclaimer, you know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's right. A little. Yeah, we don't want to. You know, got to draw on somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, not putting out into the universe. You know, it's just you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So let's talk about sex. To attain your epic ass, can you describe your exercise regime? I hire people. They do a website. It costs me three dollars. Okay, sure. You go first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, you know, I, I was reading. I, I, I was reading, uh, or uh, or I was reading. Well, you don't want to know. I was reading. I was. I was reading. No, I do. I was, oh, I do. Oh. <laughs> well. You know, it was really you know, hard. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, I say. Stop it. Okay, now. Um, no, the, our, um, oh, Andy, get it straight. Come on. Yeah, too excited for, um, <laughs> the, 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 um, no, what I was reading, or I was I listening, I don't know if I read this or I heard this. No, I know this. This is not something I read or heard somehow, just know it, don't know how I know it. One of those kind of things. That okay. the three most popular topics that people like to hear or see or read in the media, via television shows, via movies, in the news, is sex. This program is a forum for the mature discussion of human sexuality. Greed and and what was it money? Was it money? The same thing as greed? I guess greed can be interpreted as different things. But anyway, mm, um, yeah. So if you, know, if you have a program that that is is kind of hot or implicitly hot, if not graphic depiction of being hot, but, you know, but kind of, you know, you know, kind of hot in a steamy type of way. It doesn't have to be explicitly steamy. Um, if greed, getting rich quick, making the quick buck, making money, um, those things are, will draw more attention than a show that just talks about, well, today the weather in Arkansas was probably sunny and the temperature of a polite 68 degrees. Well, Bill, today a bicycle got stolen about 5th and, and York Street. Did you steal it? No, what thing? <laughs> but anyway, uh, um, <laughs> I know times are tough, but are you sure you didn't steal it? Yes, I'm quite sure. Thank you. Um, but the the news, uh, general general news tends to be more popularly received if it's about um, violence. Oh, that is, that, there it is. That's it. That was the third. Because greed and greed okay. in this category, greed and money are in the same box. So it's sex. We have some big ones today. What knockers? Oh, thank you, doctor. Movie or, or what we're doing, for that matter. Um, but it's kind of interesting how that is. And, and I mean, by a long shot. I mean, if those three things are the topic in a movie, TV show, or radio, whatever it might be, or or, or podcast, um, the audience excitement level is generously higher than it would be if you're talking about something that might be perceived, although not not slating the importance, but perceived as being um, much less important than news, a mundane uh, subject like, you know, banking uh, or, or lawn care gardening? or cooking. Cook, cook, gardening, <laughs> yeah. cooking. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that makes sense, right? Because I think all three of those things hit a nerve within people. And let's face it, two out of the three, they get the adrenaline pumping. Right? They do. And I, you know, I often wonder about this, and I ask this question. Um, Don't ask you know, is, me. Is ask that, China that question. Uh, I'll, I'll reach out and attempt to do so. Thank you. I, I love his, thank his you, comments on our show. Thank, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Donald, for being such an incredible commentator on our show. We do appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. But anyway, um, so i got to say something real quick. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait to say this. Right. Okay. You know, we, we've been talking. We talked a lot about conspiracies, about baseless lies, about you know the the conspiracy promoters, some of which were attorneys. As a matter of fact, 
except the originator of it, the, the, the former president himself, were um, attorneys of the former administration who promoted things, how the election was stolen, how, um, you know, how, how all the different way out there stories and scenarios were created in their minds uh, and their depictions of uh, um, of how the election was stolen and Trump really won the election. Well, um, to, uh, Minion, who we know, um, the Minion uh, voting machines, we talked about them earlier. They, you, you, you go to a screen when you vote in several states, many states, United States, you, you, you do it on touch screen. It fills it in, it prints out your ballot, make, you read it over, make sure everything that you selected was accurate, and then you feed it back into the machine and it counts. And the, um, uh, the company, uh, Minion, Dominion, I guess there should be domain. They own this. They own this. Um, sued um, several people, uh, including Donald Trump, including Sidney Powell, one of his advisors, who's an attorney, uh, for defamation of damages up to the tune of $1.3 billion each. Whoa, so suddenly, okay. suddenly Sidney Powell, who's this grand speaker at the GOP convention, which we carried here on the show over the summer, uh, last August, I guess it was, um, and we carried her speech and many others, um, who said how the election was stolen, the Democrats cheat, and blah, blah, blah. Well, now she's sued to the tune of $1.3 billion. And know what she says now? What's that? Next, on the Andy and Amanda Show. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what she says now is that um, um, all anybody, a reasonable person, would know better than to believe her and better to believe that these stories were true in the first place. They weren't true. Right. Yeah. How can anybody, how can any reasonable person listen to, this is coming from Sidney Powell, uh, summarizing what she said. How can any reasonable person, with any intelligence whatsoever, Listen to what I said and listen to what we said. Listen to these uh, scenarios that were placed out there and believe they were true. It was all talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess maybe I would be doing that too if I was sued for $1.3 billion. She doesn't have, you know, I don't think she has two pennies to up together. But um, so there won't be a financial award to Minion, but there will be a, 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 a victory in their favor. I'm pretty positive of that. I'm feeling very strong about that from what I've read so far. Um, right, okay. And, and, you know, and, and uh, Dominion didn't lose any um, states. And they, you know, the states that contracted them to, to serve their elections are going to contract them again. So what exactly are the damages? Well, the damages can also be in reputation, in perception, in people's oh, uh, well Thoughts about their company and the attitudes, uh, the perceived attitudes about their company. Um, if I suddenly said, don't treat Pepsi because it'll kill you. And a, a bunch of people, although, right, you know, um, I'm, mm. yeah, right. You know, Pepsi's been out here for how many years? Uh, what? Uh, Pepsi's going to kill you? What? How, wait, Pepsi's, how many millions of bottles do we drink of Pepsi every day around the world? So is Pepsi, people are going to say, oh, that, yeah. Okay, right. Bullshit. But the perception, yeah. and I, I'm, that's, I'm just creating an exaggerated illustration here, um, that people are still going to buy Pepsi, you know, uh, but yeah. their, their perception in the world is, whoa, whoa, right? So, so that is defamation when you are damaged, when your perception, there doesn't have to necessarily be a financial loss to, to gain victory in such uh, in a defamation lawsuit. This is the legal corner here on the Andy Demander Show. Next. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, Andy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So anyway, Trump was sued. Powell was sued. Um, that guy, Rudy Giuliani, unbelievable, was mm. sued. Um, and let's just hear uh, – and I want to get to the news in the, in, the, uh, in the UK, of course. We're going to do that. Uh, but let's just hear this clip real quick from Mark Elise, who was a, a former Trump uh, lawyer. Their, her claims were nonsense, but that doesn't mean they're not um, they're not actionable as defamation. I mean, the fact is, she lied repeatedly about the outcome of the election, and in 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 this lawsuit specifically about the role that the various um, voting machine manufacturers made uh, played or didn't play. Um, and you know, her effort by her lawyers, while gallant, I don't think is going to say anything. Yes, right. uh, or do anything. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. You, you know, we have a bunch of border issues in this country going on right now. With the uh, We talked about last show. We touched on that last show on Monday show. We talked about the kids and being held in the, uh, in facilities yeah. by Homeland Security. Um, yeah. Here's the here's here's interesting facts. I was doing some research. Uh-oh. Okay. Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> and Andy's actually doing some research. Warning, Will Robinson. Danger, 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 Will Robinson. Um, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh oh, we're in trouble now. Okay, okay, Andy, tell us the research. Here's the research. Um, the um, first of all, it's important to note mm-hmm. that the Arizona, the Texas. And Louisiana borders. Let's talk about Texas and Arizona. <laughs> about two thousand miles of border, right there. Um, they were gained through an act of war, right? And those bordering countries—that was 109 years ago, so uh, 1912, right? Right. So when we talk about this land is your land, this land was my land, this land was made for you and me. Uh, and do you know that California was actually once part of Mexico? And do you know that California, this is, this is you know, you know all the Andy's, I'm just, I want you to tell on this. I'm telling you. Aren't you impressed <laughs> with all this information? I'm so impressed. I, I, I actually looked all this up. <clears throat> now I can't read my own notes. California is the fifth largest economy in the entire world on the planet Earth, right? right. California became a state in 1849. 1850, right in that time frame right there. It's the fifth largest economy in the world. Where was California prior to 1849? <clears throat> Excuse me. I get so excited about this. <laughs> I choke on my own words. <laughs> Guess what country California was part of prior to 1849? Okay, for 10 points, what country was California part of prior to becoming part of the United States in 1849. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I don't know, Jim. What country was it? Well, uh, it was actually uh, part of Mexico, right? So can you imagine, yeah. can you imagine if Mexico and California we're joined. Yeah. And California is the fifth largest economy in the world. How many U.S. citizens would be trying to immigrate to Mexico? Very true. I mean, that's just an illustration. What would have happened if, if California never, uh, who knows, you know. But I'm just saying, the fact is that they're the fifth largest economy in the world. They joined the United States in 1849 uh, among great heated debate in Congress mostly having to do with yeah. slavery, believe it or not, yeah. uh, 1849, 1850. And, and today, California, the, my home state, and where we are broadcasting from right now in our Los Angeles coast-to-coast studios, we were part of Mexico, right? Now, yes. the Texas and Arizona border did not become a border because they were not part of the United States until 1912. Right. Right. So the the Rio Grande River border was 1848. Louisiana became a state in, I think, 1809 there, I think it was 1809 or 1803, somewhere right in there. Louisiana became a state. Uh, We um, purchased Louisiana from the people who stole it. Okay. Right. So Texas and Arizona became a state as a result of our war of war. Yeah, right? we gain we gain that geography as a result of war. So when we say this land is your land, this land is my land, sing with me. Come, <laughs> right? This land was made for you and me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, 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 the it was it, you know. Yeah, who was the yeah. who was the first occupants of the United States? It wasn't us. It was the you know, didn't we take it from the Indians when we land here in Plymouth Rock and all that kind of stuff? And, you know. Yeah. <sighs> I know. You know what we oh, did? You know what we did when we got here? You know what we that? did when we invaded this country? What's that? Mm. 
we screwed a bunch of people. <laughs> we, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, Andy, that wasn't the answer I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're 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 expecting you're expecting this one. That's one of Cornell. Cornell is our show coordinator. He's the uh, guy who, uh, who fortunately or unfortunately, introduced Amanda and I to create this madhouse of a show that we do three times a week here on the Coast to Coast <laughs> program. No, I, I, I love yeah. Amanda. Amanda, we 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 were joking around, but Amanda's the most amazing thing. I think you know. I can honestly say, thinking back, when was the last time such something so amazing occurred to my life as the introduction of you to me? Hmm. Oh, Andy, that's so beautiful. I don't remember. Oh. Really? <laughs> really? Uh-oh. That, Uh-oh. Is, that is so sweet. So sweet. Thank you so much. Oh. Well, you know, <laughs> really. Smart. You know what I mean? Oh. I love our show. I love our show. I love our show. I love yeah. You know, we're doing oh, something we don't, yeah, that's, you know. We have a lot of fun yeah. with it, but it's, it's so good. I'm, I'm glad people enjoy listening to the madness that is us. Because let's face it, we're all a little mad somewhere beneath the surface. Yes. Don't you think? Yeah. We're we're mad beneath the surface? We all have a little you madness see? beneath the surface, yeah. Mad, oh yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, we're mad. We're, yeah, we're, we're both, oh, no, yeah, no, no. we are. No, we are, we are. <laughs> We are. It's a good kind of madness, we, you know? Yeah. It's a good kind of madness. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. What was you going to say, my sweetie? Do you want to... Uh, I was going to say, we know, uh, you know, I don't want to harp on this because it's been in the news everywhere, all around the world, especially the United States, especially in Colorado, where 10 people going about their normal everyday lives in a grocery store were killed by a, uh, a gunman carrying a, a military assault type weapon. Again, oh my goodness. again, again, um, wow. again, um, and uh, and I, that's something I, I have highlighted here not to go into in depth as, as important as it is. The gun control issue, I think, is something we'll dive into uh, down the road here in a, in a short amount of time on the show. But because that, that mm. we can spend a whole we can spend a whole and we have talked about that. And we talked about the differences in gun control uh, here versus the UK and other countries. Um, yeah. But that's that's the issue, you know. Uh, you know, real quick, Canada had a mass shooting within you know a short amount of time. Boom, they they banned assault weapons. Same thing happened in uh, in um, New Zealand. Bam, right away. Uh, I think it was Norway, where or, or 50 people were killed. It was mostly ki- uh, young, young adults. Bam, they assault they banned assault weapons. This is fucking yeah. the United States of America. But why are we still having a conversation? Oh, yeah. you know, a small group of Republican conservatives control the entire Republican Party, and that's why this thing is not moving forward. Yes, I'm mad as hell about this issue, and yes, we're going to talk about it at a future show. Right now, I want to, I want to get in touch with uh, – getting back to 10 people, my gosh, their families, their loved ones. I mean, like, you know, 10 people going about their normal business, going to a grocery store, end up dead. You know, and, and you can read about who these people were and their ages. You know, I'm not going to get into it here because it is available uh, – uh, generically in every news media, probably around the world, and it's something yeah. that I'd like our, our 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 listeners to to look into themselves and read some of the biographies of these people that were killed and about the, you know, I'm not going to even mention ever the name of the person who who did this uh, horrific act, um, but um, so yeah, tragic. yeah, so yeah. tragic. I'm sorry to hear about that. Everyone there, yeah. I mean, that that's awful. Every time I hear about uh, another shooting there, my stomach turns because, you yeah. know, as you know, we don't have mm-hmm. guns over here. They do get smuggled into the country, sure, but um, we don't have them here by law. And I'm so very thankful that we don't. A lot of people, I've had this debate with friends in the U.S. saying, oh, yeah, I love our, our, our guns and our, our laws and stuff. And I, I see the other side of it because I come from a country that doesn't have it. So I see what it's like to be without it. And mm-hmm. I personally adore the fact that we don't have guns. And, you know, admittedly, there's going to be people who want to create havoc and violence and, and murder people. And they're going to do that in any way they can. They'll find whatever weapon they mm-hmm. want to choose, a knife, whatever, a baseball bat, a golf club even. And, you know, they'll do what they need to do. You cannot stop yes. murder. But 
Yes. There are other things that can be controlled, and I think, you know, gun control is something that I've always gone backwards and forwards with. Is it a right thing? Is it a wrong thing? And I can't have a, a solid opinion on it because I don't live in your country. I don't experience life there every day. So um, to protect yourself with the, the, the amount of people you've got there and the varied amount of um, personalities and intentions, sure, I understand it, absolutely. And it's important to defend yourself, and I think it's the same here. However, being right again, I am very grateful. They they, yeah. they scare me. They really do. But then through the knives, I nah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about that. You know, uh, I, I'm you know you and I have talked about this you know, going back, you know, Christ, almost from the beginning of our show. Um, that we're both anti-gun. We're both anti, of course. Uh, you know, very pro-advocating peace around the world, and and uh, um, and, and to do away with with with, with violence against any human being against any other human being for whatever the reason might be, and especially anti-gun. I myself am a very big anti-gun advocate. I don't believe in guns. I do, however, believe in the ownership of a military tank. That or a bazooka. You know what I mean? If you're going to have something, <laughs> I, have a, I have a tank in my backyard. You know, a vintage tank. You want to mess with me? You want to mess with me, do you? Come to my house. Let me, let me show what I got. You, you, have a, you, have a, you have an AK-47? I got a tank. All right? All right? Yeah. Now, I, I also have three anti-aircraft guns and two bazookas. Okay, can we? No, I don't. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, yeah. we're, we'll, we'll talk about that issue some more. And, uh, and I'd, again, like to encourage our listeners to, um, to look into what happened in Boulder, Colorado uh, this week. And, uh, you know, seven days, seven mass shootings. You know, the wow. most recent, another one was in Atlanta. Um, the the person went into the massage spas and uh, killed eight people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, un- unbelievable. Hey, listen, um, the Biden administration is going to loan about four million of its astralopithic. AstraZeneca. <laughs> so, the Biden's going to loan about four million asteroids to Canada. <laughs> Thank you. Next on today's news. <laughs> yes. They and they're all doing it through the astrological charts. And, uh... <laughs> We're going to learn 4 million astrological charts to Canada and Mexico as, as we await official usage of these astrological charts and approval from the United States government. Yes. yes. To predict whether you're going to get COVID or not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Matt, you know what's fun to do? I'm going to do that sometime. We're going to do the news and replace like the uh, the item in the news with like this is Astra, what is Astra, AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca. <laughs> AstraZeneca, yeah. <laughs> Astra, thank you. All right. Uh, like, like imagine, like the Biden administration today will loan about 4 million of its astrological charts to Canada and Mexico as we await the official usage of those charts and approval from the United States. It was quoted today, but uh, no. Yes, I like that. But anyway, uh, it would yeah. be funny. We gotta, I could work on that down the road here. One of our little audio clips. The, um, the, uh, no, the the vaccine doses are being loaned to Canada and Mexico. Uh, the um, and that that particular vaccine has been in question and been halted in some countries due to some of the reactions that that it has evidently uh, you know been diagnosed as as being given to some people and the reactions that people had to it. Um, yeah. In your in, in in the UK, it's it is the it is the number one vaccine. Am I right? I think yes for Europe yeah. as well. Apparently, so for Europe, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems to be not, doing pretty well. Yeah, it's doing very very well. If you look at the numbers, it's doing very very well. Um, but anyway, uh, so we're going to it's it's in the bin uh, here in the United States awaiting emergency use authorization as the other three have already been provided. The vaccine doses administered here in this country, we're we're at uh, 128, um, actually we're 120,217,029 full exact vaccinated people, 13.61% and received at least the one dose is 25.1% of the population. So 13.6% okay. received, you know, are been fully vaccinated. So on the way to 14%, let's round it up. And 25% okay. of the population, round it down by 0.1, 25% has received at least one dose. And over 65% of the population over 65 has received both 
doses one and two, regardless of which vaccine they may have received. So, right, it is much more uh, appealing to talk about the this than is the deaths and the the infections, isn't it? Is it not? Yeah. Talking about yeah. moving on, moving on. Um, so, Amanda, uh, normally yeah. we go we talk about um, what's going on in Europe and in the UK early on, and I've just kind of like dominated with these news items here. Oh, no, it's actually kind of refreshing. (laughs) 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 It's kind of refreshing to to come second. (laughs) One thing I want to mention before I forget, because I will forget it. I got to talk about things when they come to my mind, because then we go off the the air and I forget. Oh, man, I want to talk about this. Um, We have had a lot of actors and people in the entertainment business on our program. Yes. We're going to have some more. I've got, I've received some emails and some chats. What do you call them? Uh, what's up and WhatsApp and what's going on? Whatever you call those apps. The, what do you call it? The WhatsApp. Is that what it is? Yeah. The what's, what's. Yeah, Andy is the uh, what's up? Yeah, so what I say is what I say. No, anyway, so what um, what I was going to say was, um, I think what you just said is very important. I didn't say it yet. Give me a break. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, Thank you. We are going. We're going to have. I got some um, uh, correspondence. Correspondence. Uh, from people, uh, other people in the entertainment business, some stunt actors and Ooh. men and women, some a couple of other people involved in production, a couple of people do in direction, and um, I thought what we would do. This is an idea, is and evidently it's made an impact in that industry. We've had we've we've done it quite a few times. It seems like a popular, you know, a lot of our guests come from that sector of society. People involved in, and make their incomes or at least every portion of their incomes from that industry. Um, and we've talked about what they do and how they do it on the show. And uh, I was thinking before the show, because of a couple of uh, texts I just received, we may even get a couple of calls this show. I, people say, hey, I want to call in today. Uh, we'll see if they do. Um, oh, by the way, it's 515-605-9888. You can join the show. Talk about anything you want. I mean, really, sex would be wonderful. When you go out with a date on a date with a guy, like uh, how soon should you guys – I guess, to have sex. But if not sex, then whatever else you'd like to talk about, we're, we're there. Right, Amanda? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, but anyway, I thought we would have a, a, a roundtable, a discussion uh, with uh, three or four or five people in radio, in TV, in film, and talk about the state of the industry, how they're doing, how would somebody get into it, how does one become an actor, uh, what goes on behind the scenes, uh, highlight some of their experiences, maybe some of their comical, unique experiences, something that might be on the outtake reels of product, uh, products, uh, products which are projects that they've produced, um, and have like a discussion with four or five people in in the on the call, like a conference call, on the roundtable discussion, uh, focusing that industry, and just kind of make it a dedicated show about. TV, about film, about entertainment, about radio, um, in, in all aspects of that industry, and maybe an hour, 90-minute presentation and conversation about the biz. What do you think of the idea? Sounds great. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sometime next year. <laughs> anyway, on with our – yes, Abandon, uh, your turn. Our, right, okay. our Okay, my darlings. So, um, as you know, the EU and the UK have been rowing over uh, restrictions over exporting. They've been rowing? They've been been rowing rowing their boats. Oh, yeah. They're rowing their boats on the ocean. The UK is rowing. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, they're still arguing over fishing rights. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so the the <laughs> EU and the UK have been having that that argument, right? That that Barney over um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the vaccines that Europe's not getting enough vaccines. And so you know, they're trying to work together on this, which is great news, finally. Um, and they're expanding uh, the vaccine supply for all citizens. So they're um, having meetings at the moment to get that sorted and have more agreements. And oh, thank goodness. I mean, who needs that when we've got a pandemic going on, right? I mean, come on, take it out of the playground and let's get it sorted yeah. like we should be getting it done. Um, so more than 31 million vaccines have now been offered and 28 million of that number have had their first dose here in the UK. Um, and a number of deaths that have been steadily dropping, which is great. Uh, and we have reported another 5,605 confirmed cases and 98 deaths uh, from the virus within 28 days of a positive test. Um, the, mm. Actually, the, the thing I, that stood out to me the most wasn't the, the UK side of the mm. uh, COVID situation. It was the US. This US food mm. delivery service, DoorDash, have announced the ability yeah. to have a COVID test delivered alongside your meal. With either a wow. nasal swab or a saliva sample, wow. both having wow. results within 24 to 48 hours. So apparently this is the first delivery service to offer such things. And apparently the price ranges from $109 to $119 and mm. uh, may require a video call with a medical personnel during the test. Um, I foresee problems with that, just that alone, mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. trying to get hold of somebody on a video call, that, that mm -hmm. might be very tricky. Uh, but what a great idea for a delivery service. So mm -hmm. they are providing PCR test kits from Vault Health and Earlywell, which apparently pick up smaller amounts of the virus that other tests may miss. So the test can be ordered in two ways, through the DoorDash app or through Vault Health website. Uh, through the app, it's available wow. in 12 cities, including Baltimore, Chicago, Cleveland, mm. Dallas, Denver, Minneapolis and Phoenix, and they will be expanding. And through Vault Health, it reaches 20 cities, including Houston, Las Vegas, and San Diego, all delivered to your door. For free, right? For, <laughs> for free. It'll be for free? What, free delivery? Yeah. Uh, I should assume so. I mean, they haven't mentioned about yeah. it. Um, yeah, that's amazing. So, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, on the, the last conversation we had on the other show, we were going to talk about immigrants. Well, Andy... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Just mm -hmm, perusing mm -hmm. their headlines today, I find it yeah. ironic that you and I discussed this on Monday's show and how we would touch more on it, and um, the headlines today were about that. And I've noticed this, Andy. You and I have discussed something, and within two or three days of us talking about it, it shows up on BBC News. So I was just like, That's, huh. They monitor we, what, what – they watch our show. I think they do. I think they either listen or we're uh, psychic. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're not. We're not. This, that's not the first time this happened. I know we've talked about no. little. It, it's with seemingly things that have not made headlines yet, and we've we've done that. You know, for, we've always yeah. done that. Little things we talk. Yeah. Just sometimes, sometimes, and not discussing a news headline, but sometimes bringing up a matter of concern that we happen to talk about. And next thing you know, boom! It's it's like what you're saying. It's it's news. Yeah. That's so. Yeah. This is anyway, like the third. Yeah third time I've noticed that something we've discussed mm -hmm. pops up on BBC, so I'm like, that made me smile a little. Um, so, mm -hmm. okay, so, mm -hmm. more on this subject. Our Home Secretary, uh, Priti Patel, has discussed an overhaul of the way those who are seeking asylum here are treated. So, during the ending, uh, sorry, during the year ending March 2020, we've seen in the UK 35,099 asylum claims here in the UK. Uh, Iran, Albania, and Iraq providing the most claims. So, Priti Patel has said that the government would introduce a faster and fairer system that would better support the most vulnerable. She said serious and organized criminal gangs were exploiting people trying to get to the UK and that it was these same gangs who were also involved in serious violent crimes in the UK, such as trafficking guns and drugs. Uh, families and young children have uh, lost their lives at sea in lorries and shipping containers, having put their trust in the hands of criminals. Uh, the way to stop these deaths is to stop the trade in people that causes them. She also said that new measures will create safe and legal routes and that people should be claiming asylum in the EU country in which they first arrive, rather than using it as a springboard to reach the UK. If you illegally enter the UK via a safe country in which you could have claimed asylum, you are not seeking refuge from an imminent peril, as is the intended purpose of the asylum system, but are picking the UK as a preferred destination over others. 
And apparently the system is clogged up with bogus claims and legal wrangles and human rights lawyers are having a field day with this, warning that the plans are unlawful because they ignore Britain's international obligations under the Refugee Convention. Um, and what I discovered was um, the plan would mean that anyone who's seeking asylum here, um, if they arrive illegally, such as in dinghies or on the English Channel, would have fewer entitlements if their asylum claim was successful. So uh, what they're saying is if immigrants are found in UK national waters, it is likely they will be brought to a British port. Um, if they are in international waters, the UK will work with French authorities to decide where to take them. However, there are established search and rescue zones assigned to each country. Um, mm. What else? Mm. What else? What else? Uh, I found mm. this, this huge document of people who yeah. get in uh, legally. So, yeah. you know, if people want to come to this country legally from a different country, it's done on a points-based system as well. Okay. Because um, okay. when we were part of the EU, you could travel from the EU and have residence here quite easily and vice versa. Um, the only people that can do that now is Ireland, because obviously Ireland are a part of uh, the UK. Um, so they can quite easily come over and, and, and they're granted a place of, of work and, and they can live here, no problem. So the points-based system treats EU and non-EU citizens equally and aims to attract people who can contribute to the UK's economy. Um, free movement within the European Union ended on 31st of December. Um, mm -hmm. so there are mm -hmm. all these new arrangements. So... The new immigrant routes have opened for applications to work, live, and study in the UK. You can apply and pay for your visa online. Mm -hmm. um, you will be asked to provide biometric information um, for this process. Uh, so EU and um, EEA and Swiss citizens will mm -hmm. need to provide a digital photo of the face and on, on a smartphone app and you will be given oh no you will not have to give your fingerprints oh okay 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 um for some routes you'll need to go overseas uh visa application center to have your photo taken blah 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 skilled workers okay so the points based system includes a route for skilled workers who have a job offer from an approved employer sponsor um, the job you've offered will need to be at a required skill level as equivalent to A-level. You'll also uh, need to be able to speak English and be paid the relevant salary threshold by your sponsor. Um, if you earn less than 25600 um, but no less than 20480 you may still be able to apply by trading points on specific characteristics against mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. salary. Um <clears throat> There's a whole lot of details that people can look into for this, but I just wanted to to share the fact that this is what they're doing now. That you know you have to come in on a, a points uh, system. Um, so it's there, a lot there, harder. There's people. A, yeah, there's there's been a discussion here. Uh, a lot of proponents of that here that you know ha on what basis do we allow people into this country? And that point system has been talked about here that maybe we should be establishing uh, likewise. And that's that's I've heard of that conversation here. Um, uh, quite a bit has been brought up that maybe we should look at how on what basis do people come into this country um yeah and uh but here also if we we take people in who are being persecuted you know if if you're going to be killed or persecuted uh you know um, take advantage of as a human being in being treated inhumanely then we certainly do have an, a pathway to get into this country, regardless of how successful you might be in earning money in your country. Uh, you certainly can come into this country, and there's a pathway to do that legally, legally. Yeah. Um, and I want to emphasize that. Um, and um, that's being examined and looked at, looked at. And, of course, some of these restraints that Trump put into place, which were ludicrous, have been um, uh, executive ordered out of existence by the current administration uh, for yeah. very good reasons, very just reasons. It's created, you know, as you said, you know, we talked about on the last show, as we were just saying, um, it's created some controversy here and, and around the world. And, and uh, yes, definitely. See how that, how that ends I out. mean, under mm -hmm. international law, um, people have the right to seek asylum in any country they arrive in. Um, to seek asylum? You were saying they're crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you People have the right place. to seek asylum. <laughs> Hell, I've been knocking on that door for eight months. They haven't let me in yet. It, yeah? Yeah. What the? Uh, no. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. See, but you, uh, 
good ones. Just right, there. Yeah. yeah, just stand there, That's talk to your British, look a bit edgy, you might just get in, yeah. That's one of the most dangerous crises facing this country today is people wanting to seek admittance to an asylum. That's been a oh, real damn. crisis in this country on the next Andy and Amanda show. Yeah. Oh, damn, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, no, uh, but, it's uh, interesting. It's interesting. I didn't really know. In all fairness, you know, I didn't really know much about um, immigrants and the asylum seekers. You hear bits and pieces mm-hmm. through the news and media, but never really paid a huge amount of attention to it. That's that's um, on me. But uh, I see, that's why I love being on this show, because not only are mm-hmm. we looking at the news and stuff, we're covering all sorts of aspects, and it gets me yeah. researching and looking into things, and it's interesting to share between us and our listeners, of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course. It's great. Of course, great. it is. It, it, it truly is. <laughs> and, and and we, you know, we we get a lot of. Uh, we've been receiving, and you have. I know there in the UK, um, some some great feedback from 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 listeners and from our audience members yeah. uh, from from uh, our local uh, uh, broadcast facility. You know where we are uh, regionally in the world, and also from fifteen other countries around the world. It's kind of cool. It really is. Um, yes, it is. We have uh, some latest updates here. It's eight minutes old. Um, okay. The confirmed, uh, it's rolling in right now. It's eight, eight minutes old. I'll, I'll take it. No, it just went up a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. It's more recent than eight minutes. Ooh. like five minutes old. Here we go. I'm just watching numbers go up. I wish I was talking about the stock market. Anyway, the confirmed COVID cases worldwide is 124,305,890. You heard that number here on the Andy Demander Show. That's how many uh, wow. virus uh, confirmed cases there are around the world. Um in the uh, United States, there's 30,161,747. We ain't talking about the airplane here. Um, yeah. And, so, and fatal cases, 549,411. That's up 798 today. Um, wow. And, the, and this is, that's up to the minute. I have this, I can't believe I've got this feed here. It's just like almost it's five minutes, five minutes. As the cases get reported, they go into a, a big national database. Boom, they go out and we're part of the distribution feed. And we get, we get this information when it's, Five to ten minutes old. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Hey, we're the Andy and Amanda show. Whoa, you know. Anyway, um, not not it really. It's not that we're excited about talking. We're excited. It's excited to be to be able to release information as it's happening. But we're we're uh, not at all excited uh, to be talking about those numbers. I would if if you told me ten, fifteen, five people, one person died from from the flu or from a virus. Um, it's not good and. Um, you know, needless to say, the numbers that have been reflected worldwide have been been the most incredible tragedy we've ever faced as a pop as as a species ever. You know, yes, and, uh, definitely. Um, we're, we're we're on our way to, to to fixing it, and and we will fix it, and and uh, we'll get yeah. it, it'll we'll get it behind. It'll get. We'll, uh, <laughs> it will get behind us eventually, right? Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say we'll get us behind. We'll get my behind. No, we'll get. We'll, well, what is wrong with you, Eddie? I don't know. Uh, that's why I'm on the radio. That's why I'm on the radio. Welcome to my country. Anyway, um, the um, it, these numbers are, are are horrific, and we've talked about them time and time again, and will continue to do so as we move ahead. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's what we do. It's what we do. It is what we do. Is mm-hmm. what we do. What we do. <laughs> What we do oh, is, in man. fact, I, is, is yeah. what we do. Yeah, it is. It, that's very true, Andy. It's very true. Can you imagine the day when we don't have to talk about COVID? I mm. mean, I can't. I just can't picture what that, that looks like. I don't think any of us can. I think we all have that image in our mind of life getting back to normal, but to actually not be talking about it, like, as a day. No, you'll say you'll be you'll be saying to me, Andy. Today, COVID is not in the news. I'll be saying, Oh well. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the water process for a I promised you nothing. Uh, no. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind. <laughs> <That's> like, <yeah. laughs> oh gosh! Well, you know, um, yeah. The um, in, uh, in uh, oh I oh oh oh. Let's talk oh, about what what what. Uh, 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 let's talk about Friday's show. 
Can we for a couple yeah. of minutes? Just take a few minutes. To, uh, so I'm going to give our audience some homework. Ooh. Get your pens ready. Get your pens ready. I want our audience to Google the flying, like flying, F-L-Y-I-N-G, Fahans, F-A-H-A-N-S, the flying Fahans. Okay? The flying Fahans, and we've talked about them on and off and, and talked about getting them on the show from way back before the election, and we got so busy with other news topics, we haven't able to dedicate the time to do it, but we're finally doing it. The flying Fahans um, are a husband and wife Delta Airlines crew, captain and first officer. Joe Fahans, the captain. His wife, Margaret, is the first officer. Between them, they have 71 and a half years flying wide-body jets, thousands of passengers around the world. The jet they flew together was an A330. You can look that up if you'd like to. It's um, an Airbus, uh, one of the most sophisticated airplanes in the sky today. And uh, wow. Joe Fahand and I, and a lot of you know, or maybe those who have joined the show more recently don't know, I, I am a former commercial pilot. I flew jets and flew um, you know, jet props for various airlines, and, and I, I, my career took me on a more corporate jet route um, as opposed to the airline route. Uh, and Joe and I met, we were both flying a small a regional local commuter airline in 1979, and we were both 23, 24 years old. And uh, we had a lot of adventures back then and, and became real good friends. And uh, my career went my way, ultimately leading me to, you know, to a lot of tumbles and twists and tosses and changes and furloughs and ended up being a, a musician and an entertainer. And Joe stayed in the aviation business. And sometimes I've as expressed, have regrets that I didn't, you know, uh, I often see myself behind the, you know, in the left seat of a wide body jet myself. I never did that. I flew some really great, sophisticated jet aircraft. Don't get me wrong. I've had a great time doing it, but uh, I picked up the guitar during a furlough and um, one thing led to another. I ended up with a record deal and never looked back and, uh, you know, have, have had a very uh, enjoyable career writing my own paycheck. Um, and that's been great. And, and there's been, uh, I'm, I'm very, I, know, I realize that I, and Amanda is also, folks, um, a very talented composer and artist and graphic designer. And that's what she does. So, so Amanda and I, wow. interesting, we're both, we're both in the creative arts industry and have you yeah. know, carved out careers, not doing something for a living, but being something for a living. We've talked about two, and I don't want to get off track and talk about that right now. I want to get back to who our guests are Friday show. Um, anyway, Joe we and got I. seven minutes. You're right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, we're cool. Joe and I met as two young single pilots. Can we talk? Anyway. <laughs> Wild and crazy guys. You know. Young, uh, single, and, and all of this yeah. back in Southern Jersey Airways. Maybe we'll bring a couple more guys uh, on the show. That would be kind of cool. Maybe I'll surprise Joe and I'll bet a couple of the guys from the. Yeah, that would be very cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, some other guys from back then. I'll surprise Joe. I won't tell him unless he's listening right now. Um, anyway. Joe and his wife, Margaret, took early retirement from Delta. Of course, their flight schedule was significantly curtailed, as many uh, pilots were as a result of COVID and many of the airlines putting, um, you know, grounding many of their aircraft because of lack of nobody's flying. Um, And what started happening is the airlines, when they um, lose business, as they begin to furlough or they temporarily lay off. I was a victim of that a couple of times. They temporarily lay off some of the junior guys, and until things get better, then they recall them. What what a lot of the airline folks have been doing, the older, more senior pilots, um, is taking advantage of a program that was offered to them where they could take early retirement, receive you know a, a very a generous portion of their pay. I think Delta at the time was 58%, and that's public you know, news. You can read that, uh, which was available to some and not available to others, depending on when you took that retirement package. But anyway, uh, my point being is a lot of the senior pilots took retirement. So the younger guys and girls who just got hired would suddenly be temporarily fired, you know, furloughed. So the, yeah. so the senior folks have been doing it for 35 or 40 years they said, wait a minute, they, you know, they, you know, I'll leave. You know, what's my retirement package look like? I've got, you know, a couple million or whatever, a million in pension plus retirement plus uh, whatever, Social Security and everything else. Let, let, let the younger guys who are making the, the 20 some or 30 some thousand dollar day one paychecks, whatever it is these days, I don't even know. Uh, let them stay on. We'll leave instead. And many, many, many senior pilots took retirement to keep the younger folks on so they wouldn't lose their job, wow. which is incredible. Now, many Aww. younger folks did lose their jobs. I'm not, I'm not slating because, you know, there might be pilots out there listening and said, wait a minute, I've been furloughed now for seven months and, or, you know, or I was yeah. furloughed, I'm back on now. 
but anyway, so it was a significant issue. People just got, uh, I, I've got very good friends, uh, Jet Blue Captain, as a matter of fact, whose son, uh, as a matter of fact, Joe's, Joe's son uh, was a pilot flying a, uh, a regional, I think American Airlines uh, regional carrier, uh, flying Embraer, who was hired and furloughed. I'm not sure if he's back on it yet or not. We'll talk about that. But the point being is that Joe and Margaret, after this big long dissertation, Joe and Margaret, <laughs> with 71 and a half years combined experience, are going to be joining our show on Friday. And if you are curious about flying, if, you can, if you're curious about what it's like to operate a wide-body jet flying to major airports all over the world, what it's like. If you have any questions about aviation safety, about what goes on in the flight tech, what, what, you know, what, do, do planes really land by themselves? They really take off by themselves. Do you really need a pilot? All these things we've been hearing about. If you have any questions, Joe is amazing. And if you want to research his videos, his, uh, what do you call it, instant um, telegrams? Telegrams? What is it? His Instagram? Instagrams? Instagram. Thank yeah. you. Instagram? Instagram? <laughs> His Facebooks, his YouTubes, uh, his news articles, um, he's been wildly, him and his wife Margaret have been wildly written in many, many magazines and covered on many news channels around the world. Um, they're going to be our guests on Friday. Margaret was the most senior A331 officer out of Kennedy, well qualified to be a captain, but uh, to fly with her husband Joe for six years, they stayed as a couple and flew all, as a husband and wife. And... Um, uh, and I'd often ask, and Joe and I, again, we're, we're, we're good friends, and I often ask Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, uh, and we text back and forth or whatever, uh, let me ask you, I know you're the captain. Who is really the captain? You fly with your wife. Who, who, who's the real boss? And he said, Joe, in, in the flight deck, I, I, am, I am the captain. You know, outside the flight deck, can we talk? But anyway, when we go to work, I'm, I am the captain. You know, I'm, I'm, the, yeah. Yeah, I'm the boss. <laughs> Um, but they're great, the and you're going to love their conversation. You're going to love what they have to talk about, and I really want to encourage all of our listeners to spread the word, and let's really get those numbers up for Friday's show. It's going to be a wonderful show with wonderful guests, and um, and I really wanted to take some time to talk about that show because, well, first of all, Joe is a very good friend of mine, and so is Margaret. They've been up to our house. When they visited out here when they're both pilots, we all hang out, you know, my wife and and Joe and his wife, Margaret, you know, we all hang out together. So they're, they're great people. They're, they're wonderfully experienced, and they're going to be talking about a subject which I think uh, many, many people have a curiosity about, uh, what's it like to be an airline pilot. Um, yeah. They're, they're I'm excited to ask some questions, definitely. Yeah, they, they retired last August together. Um, we're not finished with the flying fan hands yet. They have uh, some other adventures, which they've told me about in confidentiality. I can't talk about them yet. Ooh. Uh, but Ooh. they will be going back to flying. We're not done with the flying fan hands yet. Um, as pilots, that is. Um, yeah. And um, uh, it would be great to have them on our show on Friday. So I definitely want to take a block of this program. Excuse me for going on too long, but I'm just so excited about having my good friend and his wife, Joe and Margaret Fahan, the flying Fahans in, 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 on our show Friday. That being said, that being said, yes. the, the guests that we've had on our show, from Mark Lester to Michael Tierson to um, Dolores Jordan, to to um, the uh, <laughs> I was going to say to, to the sphincters. They're not the not the sphincters. The sphincters. Who I better not even say their name now. Uh, to the the sphincters. So we. You mean the, the, the director and his son? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, them. Right. Hansika, wasn't it? Um, I think uh, the name was. Oh, I might be getting that wrong myself. I apologize. Oh, my God. <laughs> he might be listening right now. They're going to kill us. we got to invite him back on the show just for that. If they are listening, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Just weird little tongue He's a sick nerd. Oh, my God. How can we forget? They're great. They're what? It was a great show. Yes. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. Who was it? I think it's Hansika. Hunziker, yes, there we go. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> husband and wife team. <laughs> Father and son team. Father yes. and son team. Anyway, we got we're about out of time seconds. here. Yeah. We're out of time on the Andy and Amanda show. Uh, take it home, Amanda. We'll see you on Friday with the fans. Go ahead, Amanda. Okay, so from Andy Kimball in... Uh... <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.